Hello and welcome to the 15th Spool.ie podcast. We're up to 15 and I'm Nigel. Hi, I'm Pork. With Hollywood's big night taking place on Sunday, we've only gone and got a bout of Oscar fever. Hey. Uh, we'll be previewing the show and looking back on some classic moments and then predicting what we think is going to win some of the top categories for this year. We'll also be looking back on the month of February and the delights of the Jemison Dublin International Film Festival and then we'll preview a few, a few notable films that are coming our way in March. First up, we're going to take a classic moment from the 1973 Oscars. Accepting the award for Marlon Brando and the Godfather, Miss Kashin Littlefeather. My name is Sasheen Littlefeather. I'm Apache, and I'm president of the National Native American Affirmative Image Committee. I'm representing Marlon Brando this evening, and he has asked me to tell you in a very long speech, which I cannot share with you presently because of time, but I will be glad to share with the press afterwards that he very regretfully cannot accept this very generous award. And the reasons for this being are the treatment of American Indians today by the film industry, excuse me, and on television in movie reruns, and also with recent happenings at Wounded Knee. I beg at this time that I have not intruded upon this evening, and that we will, in the future, our hearts and our understandings will meet with love and generosity. Thank you on behalf of Marlon Brando. So that was Sasheen Littlefeather uh, refusing, well, she actually went up and accepted the award, but actually It should have been for Marlon Brando. Yeah, so Marlon Brando sent her up there at a protest in the way that we heard it in the clip that the way yeah Native Americans are being are treated can we call them Native Americans that was a bit of a yeah I think so yeah it um, was Canada that'd be first yeah, people first, first, first nation that'd be it so anyway he won um for The Godfather um, it was the second Oscar and this I remember reading about this um, when I was younger when The Godfather came out on DVD probably around 2001 2002 do you remember that DVD box set yeah kind of leathery and it was like it was one of the first big box set movie things we had in our house and it was uh, it was great anyway this I remember reading about this moment never got to see it until the magic of YouTube arrived a few years later and um, yeah I went back and looked at it today and pretty like can you actually imagine that happening now if uh, yeah I don't think there's as many statements made as much as at the Oscars there is kind of some of the documentary categories I was looking and there was a photo of when the director who did um, The Cove uh, yeah. he held up a sign saying text dolphin to this number yeah it was like an awareness campaign and um they tried to cut it off obviously because they're so terrified of anything happening yeah i don't think they would even allow that no, native american today to come up yeah i read a little bit about the, how protecting they are of their brand um and if you're broadcasting the oscars you have to kind of tie in to all this um like marketing stuff you're not allowed it has to be called the oscars they're no longer calling it the academy awards and they're very protective so if you even you know try to wear you know 
a, yeah. a, 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 a trucker cap with a message on it, you probably will be will be kind of. And they out. always own your Oscar. I remember there was controversy recently when someone tried to sell an Oscar. Oh. And they were like, you can't do that, we own that. <laughs> Give that back. Yeah, or you can if, keep it. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's funny, like, I mean, it gets, um, I looked up, it gets, I think, 40 million odd viewers. So it's it's only like uh, maybe a third of what something like the Super Bowl gets, but it's still one of the biggest nights on network TV. So they're very protecting. Um, Quite late, the, but Yeah, it is. Yeah. What do you, what do you kind of remember from watching it uh, over the years? Was it a case of watching it the next day? And then. I remember one year in sixth year when it was on BBC Two. Yeah. Uh, I just told my parents I was like I'm taking the day off school tomorrow and you got to take and they the were like off. okay I think they thought I might have been freaking out because it was wow. sixth year and uh, well, it was I fell asleep coming up to the mocks you were probably becoming independent <clears throat> making it feel like college because it went so long yeah. I fell asleep and woke up and the best film had been announced and I couldn't I can't even remember I think Jonathan Ross was the compare yeah and they'd bring in people like Mark Kermode yes under. Um, for BBC Two, but it's always the Oscars are great. It's kind of why we love them. You know, it's full of optimism at the moment. You could, you could like imagine there's a massive upset in the Wolf of Wall Street wins, and but by the time you get about halfway through or an hour in, you're like, no, everything that was supposed to win probably will win, and I didn't want any of them to win. So you just yeah. kind of eventually becomes a slog. Yeah, and I thought it was Ellen DeGeneres's first year. But no, I was looking at a clip, yeah. Yeah, she did it. Last year we had Seth MacFarlane. He did okay. Mm. Um, my favourite in my brain has always been like guys like Steve Martin and Billy Crystal. Billy Crystal. But they seem a little bit tired at this stage. Was it two years ago that Billy Crystal did it when Eddie Murphy pulled out? And yeah, but it was that very was very like, safe. It felt kind of... But it was kind of tight and like... Oh, old school actually yeah. nostalgic or something yeah our uh, PA has just handed the thing so the 2003 Oscars this would have been your leaving cert year yeah um, I'll name you some of the films that were in contention that year Chicago Gangs of New York mm-hmm. The Pianist mm. uh, Pedro Almodovar's Talk to Her they were all in there Bowling for Columbine that year that Michael Moore won so that was oh. a real I think if I remember correctly that was around when the Iraq war and Afghanistan was kind of happening and for a guy like Michael Moore to be kind of in there was a big thing. Of course, Fahrenheit 9-11 was his other one. Yeah. But did he get win for it? I don't know. Anyway, um, it was Answers funny. Answers on a postcard. Yeah. Um, do you have any... I've, I've a bit of trivia. Do you do you want to know? Do you have any Go desire to kind of get it? So, um, this year, trivia fact number one, we know this. This is a film we both really like. Martin Scorsese's The Wolf of Wall Street is the most profanity-laden film ever to be nominated uh, for Best Picture. Um, so over 500 uses of the F word the F word being fuck ah. we actually have a profanity obscenity label thing in iTunes so we can actually say whatever we like ah. we're legally covered okay um, but it's not yeah but dirty. there's a documentary called fuck yeah which I has know. the most so it's the most film yeah film with um, most and then Meryl Streep 18th nomination so we're getting a bit sick I actually her. wouldn't mind if Meryl Streep won for Arge Osage County this this year I hated when she won for um Thatcher. I the thought Iron that was Lady, yeah. t- terrible. Yeah. Um so I wouldn't mind if she won this year for that. Yeah. So. I'm gonna I'm gonna <coughs> for uh, John Williams because he's on his 49th career nomination. He he did the score for the Book Thief, which comes out in a week <laughs> or two, doesn't it? Or is it out today? No, it's out today. Got okay. a median ogre enough review and some yeah rag yeah um and uh, John Williams on 49 is still 10 short. You know who has 59, do you? Um, I'll give you a clue. Tom Hanks. Walt <laughs> Disney. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Very back good. in the day when every single film he made got 
like he would get producer like, there was a picture earlier in the web when I was looking stuff up and he was getting an honorary Oscar for making the first animated feature cool and I was like wow some wee girl was giving it to him yeah the honorary ones are a bit funny I think this year um, is it Angelina Jolie is uh, getting one seems really weird wow um, she's a bit young yeah but they gave like when Shirley Temple died a few weeks ago she got an honorary one like for contribution to like children's cinema and I right. don't know. I think they're a bit daft. I think um, we both know that the most interesting segment of the Oscars this year will be the uh, in memory of. Yeah, I know. Will they have had it in time to get Harold Ramis in there? Oh, Ramis? I think they'd have to. Yeah. I remember one year, though, they missed out someone really prominent because they're like, sorry, he died yeah. too late to fit in. They put him in a year later. So speaking of deaths, um, ah, no. my clip of the Oscars is from uh, John Hughes died in 2010. And they did a very special, it was kind of almost apart from the um, normal in memory where they got some of the cast and crew from his past films to come and talk. Um, so I wonder, I think because Philip Seymour Hoffman was a very big unsuspected death, I wonder if they'd do something similar for that. If yeah. it'd be a standalone in memory it's, of. It's a very tough one to work, like he was nominated last year, right? Mm. For best supporting for the master, for, he w- for wanking into the sink that time. Yeah. No, not wanking, being... Jerked off, yeah. As Americans would say, uh, he won though for Capote. Yeah, so it'll be interesting. You would hope that they'd take the opportunity to pay mm-hmm. tribute to him in some way. Yeah, but um, sure, we'll hear a clip of uh, John Hughes. John created characters that were at once familiar, uh, almost painfully ordinary, but at the same time transcendent and iconic. John gave us all the gift of laughter and understanding. He had a gift for treating young people not as children but as developing adults. When you get older, your heart dies. Ironic words written by modern-day Peter Pan, a man who refused to get older. John always treated me with dignity, even the tiny nine-year-old version of myself, because that's what he did. He treated people with respect. With us tonight in our audience are members of John's family, his wife Nancy, John III, James, Tracy and Ruta. Thank you. Thank you for coming. And John Dankoshane. So, by my count, that was very sad, by the way. Very good. Where is Molly Ringwald now? What? Who knows? She doesn't do anything. Her and uh, what do you call her have a fight. Um, John Hughes had a fight before the desk, but I think they kind of patched it all up. She'll just say that, like he can't come back and say anything. Yeah. So what I have here now is a bit of fun. I have a list of all the features that are nominated for uh, an Oscar of any form this year, and we're just going to shout out if we've seen them, and we're going to say thumb up, thumb down. Cool. So, uh, so this is a bit of fun. Thumb up, thumb down, or haven't seen it. Okay. Uh, Twelve Years a Slave. Thumb up. Yeah, thumb up. 20 Feet from Stardom. Haven't seen it. Haven't seen it yet. It play. It's out at the end of the month. It was in JDF. Yeah. It's in JDF. Didn't get to see it. It was on the Sunday. Uh, the Act of Killing, a very scared thumbs up. Mm-hmm. Thumbs up. Uh, All is Lost, thumbs up. Uh, didn't see it. Didn't get to see it. Yeah. Uh, American Hustle. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. And yet, the longer it hangs around, the more I'm turning on it, even though I loved it. I think yeah. I'm, I'm going to go back and watch it in about six months. Um, August Osage County. Thumbs up, actually. Um, Before Midnight. 
didn't see it. You still, you need to sit down. I haven't have a seen any of those and watch three. all three of them. Uh-huh. So the book thief we talked about, um, haven't seen it. No, haven't seen it. Uh, Blue Jasmine, big thumbs up. Big thumbs up as well. The Broken Circle Breakdown, nominated for Best Foreign Language Film. It's brilliant. Did, yeah, I haven't seen it. Thumbs up. Captain Phillips, big, big thumbs up. Big thumbs up. Is that uh, what's that one? Cave Digger. Don't know what that is. That can be short. Yeah. Uh, the Crudes. I don't know anyone ah, seen that. I saw that. Did you? I watched it a couple of weeks ago. It's very good, actually. It's very fast. Cool. Like it, it flies along. Yeah. Thumbs up. Uh, Cutie and the Boxer, nominated in Best Documentary. Thumb up for that for me. Haven't seen it. Yeah, Dallas Buyers Club. Thumbs up, but it's kind of, bar the performances, it's very meh. Or something, it's like, it's kind of Oscar gold, if you know what I mean. It's, yeah, this phrase, Oscar bait, where they yeah. kind of claim to kind of lure people in. It got, I was surprised it got so much love. Like, I, it was obvious it was going to get the, um, the, 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 the acting uh, nods, yeah. but like, to see it in there, in like, best picture, screenplay, all this other stuff, maybe editing and... I think it's in there for makeup and stuff like that too or some weird uh-huh. stuff like that just like they've just got lost so much weight I think about Jared Leto actually about it and remember he played Mark Chapman John Lennon's guy and got really 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 fat oh yeah so like he he is you know a man of great range he's, he's gonna win crap. but anyway Despicable Me 2 haven't <coughs> seen it seen bits of it seen bits of it Dirty Wars don't know what that is uh, Pete uh, do I have to take care of everything I think that's a short Ernest and Celestine that's in the animated one. I haven't got to see it yet. I don't know if it's had an Irish release. Uh, Frozen. Big thumbs up. Yeah, big thumbs up. Have we had any thumbs down yet? We're giving a lot of thumbs down. Uh, the M- Mickey Mouse short Cartoon film. before Frozen. Get a Horse. Is ah. in there for best animated short. It's very good, actually. Yeah, so it's kind of cool to see. A film, uh, next up, you'll note these are alphabetical. The Grandmaster. It's in there for cinematography. Um, hasn't come out over here yet by all talk. It's meant to be brilliant, but mm-hmm. um, I haven't got to see it yet. Gravity. Thumbs down. Yeah, I'll say thumbs up, but still one of the biggest disappointments of my year last year, but still a thumbs up. Uh, the Great Beauty. Big thumbs up. Yeah, I still... It's, I'm pretty sure it'll win best foreign. I don't, yeah, it's the favourite. Broken mm-hmm. Circle Breakdown is my... Outside. Know, outside. The foreign language one is a bit funny. Um, mm-hmm. The Great Gatsby. Oh, big thumbs down. Yeah. Massive thumbs down. I didn't see it. I think it's in there for costume. So it? disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, her. Uh, th- sideways thumb. A sideways thumb. Okay. Big, yeah. big thumbs up for me. Yeah. Uh, the Hobbit. Thumbs down. Thumbs up for me as well. The Hunt. Big thumbs up. I'd actually like The, the Hunt to win. Like, this is a film from two years ago. Yeah. Uh, Inside Lewin Davis. Big thumbs up as well. Yep. Uh, the Invisible Woman. Didn't see that. Ralph Fiennes. What's that for? Oh, I score don't know. maybe could be. Anyway, I haven't seen it. Came out last week, I think. Iron Man three, in for CGI and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, thumbs up. But Jackass presents Bad Grandpa. You and Colin give that a big thumbs My up. My favorite random nominee. That's the table quiz question yeah. of the future. Uh, let me see what else we got. Uh, the Lone Ranger. <laughs> Massive thumbs up. Yeah, funny to see it in there. It's a bit like Should Bad be Grandpa. up for best film. Yeah, Lone Survivor. A middle, a midway's thumb. Midway's didn't see thumb. that, yeah. Mandela, thumbs down. It. You were at thumbs down. Yeah, I didn't see it. The missing picture. It's thumbs not the up. missing scarf, but uh, Nebraska. Massive thumbs up. Yeah. Uh, Philomena. Thumbs up. Yeah. Prisoners. Uh, it's all right. I'll still say a thumbs up. Mm. Uh, saving Mr. Banks. 
a Midway's Tom. I've seen it twice. We watched it at Christmas oh, as a okay. family, and it yeah. was quite nice. My mum and dad were into it. Fair enough. Um, so Midway's Tom. Yeah, she's really annoying in it. Star What's Trek super, Into Star Darkness, Darkness CGI, so, yeah. I think. Um, the Wind Rises, the Hideo Miyazaki. Oh, okay. um, <laughs> see how quick I did that. Yeah, and then uh, the last one alphabetically, The Wolf of Wall Street. Big so, thumbs up. Yeah, so forty three features in there. If you wanted to get a good sample of mm. stuff that sorry, that's the stupidest statement ever. Obviously, you get a good sample of stuff that was good, but there's worse you could do than look back on those list on that list. So, what do you want to win, and what do you think will win? Let's just go with the big four. Actor, director. Yeah, so best picture, film. I want to win her, but mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it'll be uh, 12 Years a Slave. I want The Wolf of Wall Street to win, but I think it's going to be Gravity. For picture. Mm. Yeah, director. Um, I always like a double team with picture director. So again, I would want Martin Scorsese to win, but I think it's going to be Alfonso. Cuaron. Yeah, I'm going for Alfonso as well. I'm not sure who... I'd kind of like to win. I always like when they throw a bit of a, a wild one with the director. Like, remember Ben Affleck got spurned? Yeah. Um, and then... Actor... The actor's kind of a tough one. I want, would like it to be Robert Redford, but he's not nominated. Ah, uh, yeah. So... I wouldn't mind. I'd like... Is Bruce Dern up for actor? Yeah. Mm. I'd like him to win. Or Leonardo. Yeah. But and sadly, McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey has the momentum. Mm-hmm. Uh, best actress, then, um, is Kate Blanchett's to lose, isn't Has-to-be, it? Has to be, yeah. That's been a bit of a lock since about October. Um, supporting actors, another like ridiculous one. No one except Jared Leto. Every year, supporting actor, this happens. Mm-hmm. We had like uh, that year Heath Ledger swept the board and Christoph Waltz. Yeah. And it always seems to happen that it's like, I don't know, it's one of the most predictable An ones. An actress, kind of someone I was reading somewhere saying that uh, the best supporting actress always kind of throws up a few surprises so that it mightn't be. I just... Like I don't think the Jennifer two favorites Lawrence. are Jennifer Lawrence and Lupita Nyong'o. I don't think Jennifer Lawrence is gonna get it solely for the fact that they won't give it to her two years in a row. Yeah, but everyone loves her. In, Can you find Hollywood. up that trivia? The two years Winning in Oscars, a row. Two years Tom in a row. Hanks got two in a row. Did he? Mm, for Philadelphia and Forrest Gump. Off, ah. off my head, but she's the first one to be nominated mm. uh, three times. She's the youngest person to get three nominations. And I don't think oh, anyone's third ever one was won Winter's Bone. like a lead. Yeah, I don't think anyone's ever gone from lead to supporting one, two in a row. So oh, okay. I don't know. Like again, I actually good in like it, her but she's only having a bit of fun. Like I think I'd like June Squibb to win for uh, yeah, Nebraska. She's not pushing herself as an actor. Like she's a phenomenal actress, but she did better work in the Hunger Games than she did in American. I actually genuinely mean that. Like she's really good in the Mer- in yeah. the Hunger Games, but in American Hustle, she's only having a bit of cracked in a panto uh-huh. kind of thing. And again, because. I don't want to turn on her because she's brilliant but yeah. I don't like when any, when anyone becomes anointed as like you should win this so uh-huh. um, so anyway um, that's it Tune that's in the Oscar Sunday. tune in yeah follow us on Twitter we'll be watching it live yeah. uh, unfortunately not on the red carpet but um, yeah yeah we'll one, be tweeting yeah 1am on Sunday 1am on Sunday so that'll be fun I'm hosting the Oscars again you know what they say third time's a charm what it's my second time uh-oh. Ellen DeGeneres hosts the Oscars. Live Oscar Sunday, March 2nd at 7 Eastern, 4 Pacific on ABC. Excellent. So that was a little bit of music, a bit of promo with uh, Ellen DeGeneres in it. It wasn't music at all. I figured I'd just play the wrong clip. But um, I think she's going to be a good host. Anyway, we've moved on from the Oscars. Yes, yeah, enough Oscar talk. Yeah. So um, this past month, we'll talk a little bit now about the JDF or JDF. Hashtag JDF. 
The Jameson Dublin International Film Festival. Yeah. It was pretty special. It was a good year this year. Everything I went to see was yeah. kind of fantastic. And then you begin, you're, it kind of skews your perception because you're like, is everything amazing? Because everything I went to see, I was like, I'd probably give that four stars or five yeah. stars. I think it was definitely the strongest program they've had in um, a good few years. And um, yeah, and they capped it all off with film we're not allowed to talk about, but we're allowed to say we saw The Muppets. But um, it was an embargoed surprise screening. So did you see that tweet? 300 members of the public yeah. have been sworn to but there was a tweet conceal then their opinions. During the week from like some Muppet Jim Henson page being like, oh, Dublin got to see... Um, the Muppet Surprise mo- or the Muppet Most Wanted at Jediff. What do you think of it? And someone replied being like, can we actually say what this is? And added Jediff as well. I think it was Scan On or something. It was very funny. Yeah. It's, um... Can't, exactly. can't talk about it. Don't. I know, I know. Okay. And we're not talking about the film. It's just, <laughs> it's a really weird thing to be, to yeah. have a public screening. So was your um, pick from Jediff? part, well, no, part of the thing, in this privileged position, we get to go to a few things before they come out on general release and you get invited to these things and occasionally you sign an embargo but you're going in there as kind of a reviewer or something so to have a public thing subject to the same uh, embargoes was really really weird um but anyway um so the best one i saw was a kind of a bosnian serbian co-production thing called uh, circles and um yeah it caught me off guard because i saw it on a monday afternoon didn't really think it was gonna say much or do much but um, it was brilliant uh, directed by Sridan Golobovic and it was all to do remember when you, you were younger on the 6-1 News there'd be all this stuff about like you know the all the, these wars in the Balkans which then have given us like these new nations and now that we have like Bosnia Herzegovina. and did they have anybody talking about it after it, no there was no one it was a very low key thing we got a bag on the way out about um, with a sticker on it saying talking about the new accession states of Europe and about expanding Europe so I think they tried they tried to make it a slightly politicized thing in the way when we saw Ida the Polish film uh-huh. it was an official Polish gala I think they'll kind of try and tie into stuff like that so um mm-hmm. it's really good I don't know any details about an Irish or UK release and um it may not get one and this is, tends to be what happens last year one of my the best films I saw all year was After Lucia and um it never came out so you can't really talk about it so you're like yeah I saw this film you as someone I'm talking to can never see it yeah. so what's the point Mm-hmm. talking about it just a quick one there about release dates uh, The Sea got a nomination for an IFTA has that even got an Irish release date yet? yeah this is a, the adaptation of the, is it a John Banville John Banville novel. novel played at Galway last year with no. Kieran Hines I think Kieran Hines he yeah. picked up an IFTA and nod. didn't play why didn't it play Jadif surely that was the kind of thing you tracked down um, absolute bullshit as usual with the IFTAs it's a joke of a thing um, you get nom- like stuff gets nominated that no one has seen if you're trying to project it as yeah. like a ceremony for like with the Oscars whatever you want to complain about these are films that everyone in the public yeah. can see at some point There's, like if yeah, you know what I mean in America be, I mean in America like sure most of, of them eventually back come out slapping here. or something yeah whereas with IFTA um, there's loads of crap that never comes out and it's kind of like yeah this was screener was sent to 15 people to vote on uh-huh. and um, I really hate it and um, no one from if they, they're crap no one from them is listening to us so um, <laughs> they've no interest in actual the real media like so if we worked for the Sunday Independent they'd probably read what we're saying so 
um, is a joke. We're probably not going to get to go to the Iftas, are we? Probably not after that. Yeah. We don't want to, though. But have you ever watched them? You've watched no, the ceremony? No. I always just them. kind of... It's an absolute joke. So yeah. this year it's delayed by a month. They used to at least even be tied into the Oscars a bit. But now it's on maybe the 7th or 8th of April. And it's also not in the Mansion House. It's in a smaller... It's in a hotel venue. So I think, yeah, they've no money or... Oh, okay. Crap like that. It's gone back to some of the uh, some hotel anyway so there's two good films I liked at um, Jedif one was Only Lovers Left Alive which has since come out came out last Friday and today it's the new no I think it was last Friday it was last Friday I do apologise yeah so um, it's a new Jim Jarmusch film and it stars uh, Tilda Swinton and Tom Hiddleston Thor it was Thor's Loki. brother and uh, you should watch Thor too. He is the best thing in it. Thor one was terrible. I know, but this so cheesy. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I actually yeah. found it because I didn't. I wasn't mad on Tom Hiddleston. I kind of thought, oh, when they can't get Fassbender, they get him uh, to do something. Yeah, to do the role. But uh, it's about two vampires who. At the or start the other of the guy film, who's in Stoker. What's his name? The oh, other. Oh yeah. Who looks? He's always an English Matthew period Matthew Good, is it? Yeah. I always thought he was Tom Hiddleston for years. I was like, he's busy. <laughs> Matthew um, Good, that's it. So it's a vampire film. Um, this is the film you gave five, right? Yeah, I give it five stars. And they live in different parts. Tom lives in Detroit. Have you seen it yet? Not yet. No. no. So Tom lives in Detroit and Tilda lives in Tangiers with John Hurt, who is supposedly the long dead Marlowe. An English um, dramatist and poet who apparently they're claiming wrote all of Shakespeare's work because they kind of come to this crux like Tom Hiddleston is a very um, amazing kind of musician but he can never become famous because if he becomes famous he's not going to die because he's a vampire so then they're like it gets a bit weird yeah so he kind of has to give like Pharrell Williams (laughs) just doesn't age he has to give all his music away and that's kind of it brings up all these interesting kind of quandaries about actually being a vampire and living the life of it yeah Byzantium had that a little bit the Neil Jordan one where you realise oh yeah it is a fascinating kind of a if you like character trait mm. to be a vampire and but it was brilliant because it really took it back it was like Byzantium which I thought was really good too it takes it back even though I like the Twilight films it takes it back from that kind of it and True Blood becomes a very much a yeah, stylized yeah, style you know, substance so it kind of brings it back to its raw nature and it's it's incredibly funny like it is a comedy and it's very deadpan and yeah and Jim Jarmusch wrote Jarmusch wrote this as well mm-hmm. um, like it lo- yeah it looks great and the music is fantastic um, the music is from um, I have his name it's kind of uh, Joseph Van Wiseman, the two of them seem to have collaborated. I was looking them up on YouTube. They've done like music stuff together, but his kind of music really adds to the whole thing. Cool. And what was your other? You gave top marks to. I haven't reviewed it yet because it's going to come out on the fourteenth of March, so I thought I'd wait to then and do a bigger review. It's called Under the Skin, and it stars Scarlett Johansson as an alien in a human body who comes to Earth, and she has to carry out various things and kind of observe us and. Um, I'm trying to remember the director. He was at it. Jonathan Glazer. Jonathan Glazer. And uh, it was brilliant because he did a talk after it and it kind of... Ex- Jonathan Glazer was there. Yeah, in, yeah. At Jadif. I didn't know And that. the producer, and it was a brilliant... Because the producer was in this really sharp suit, shaved head, no nonsense. And he was answering all the kind of businessy questions. And Jonathan Glazer there was just like an anorak being like, oh, and then we did this and that. But it's amazing. It's actually... 
I'm going to go see it again when it comes out because there is always the fear that when you go to see something at a festival and especially when the director and yeah. people associated with it are there that oh yeah it bumps up its thing but it's terrifying it looks amazing really interesting female role in it. Scarlett Johansson is fantastic in it yeah, it's just, she's it's, had quite the month an alien and a computer yeah. in her so she looks it's brilliant it's it's such a good film mm. like lots of people are kind of talking I think you have said that would say it is either terrible or yeah. brilliant and I definitely fall into the more brilliant character yeah which is great I've always said it my favourite thing is when a film divides something something that everyone's like yeah it's grand it can be the sheer cons- the counsellor it can although no one else seemingly like the counsellor for us too yeah. Um, so yeah Jedif was very good um, yeah well put together. the only other one that I saw then that's coming out uh, or that I'd like to talk about is The Past Le Passe which uh, d- from the director of A Separation Asghar Faradi uh, or Farhadi and it stars Berenice Bejo, Ali Mosafa and Tahar Rahim and um, yeah I had really high hopes for it and um, it started off brilliantly and then um, it ended it kind of went on for way too long and descended into this really strange whodunit type weird thing but fascinating film he's a brilliant director and um, he kind of just I think got a bit excited by it but brilliant performances and yeah some people will love the way it all played out but to me the end kind of lost it a bit but it's out at the end of uh, March and definitely worth checking out if you kind of want brilliant um, yeah do you have a movie moment of the month then or anything else that you saw because it's um, the problem with when, when JDF is on and when festivals take over you forget that there's you know mm. a normal regular business going on yeah her you were mad about it I wasn't I was kind of a bit mad about it um I think maybe just the general feel. <laughs> There's a brilliant scene in um, Only Lovers um, Left Alive um, to do with the sister, which actually I can't really talk about because it gives away a plot. Spoiler! Yeah. Pick something else. Uh, I picked the Lego movie, actually. It came out this year and it did amazing business yeah. all over the, the world. It's kind of knocked everything off its socks. It's been number one in America for about three weeks now, yeah. I think. It's by the guys who did um, 21 Jump Street, Phil Lord and Christopher Miller. And uh, you can kind of tell that when you uh, watch their watch the film. It's very funny. It stars Chris Pratt and yeah. a whole host of... Um, it's very snappy and quick, isn't it? Like, I, I'd like to bring a f- seven-year-old to it and see if they get as much yeah, from it. Yeah, much as the a, humor, yeah. Do you have a seven-year-old that I can borrow? No. I'll have to go down to the school here. So probably one of the it's best not... bits from that is there's a running joke of with Chris, uh, the main guy, who is, um, oh, well, that's not going to happen, surely. So there's a bit when Batman needs uh, something to do with the spaceship. And he's like, oh, that's not going to happen. And then the Millennium Falcon Lego toy turns up with the actual proper voice of C-3PO. Yeah, Anthony and, Daniels. And was... Lando, I think. Was it? I think possibly it could have been. Um, so that was brilliant very funny and yeah I think it'll be a brilliant kids film and one that'll stand the test of time yeah. what was your movie moment did you pick um, yes uh, probably the Robocop which was a big disappointment as a whole but there's one little sequence in it which was amazing um, I had really high hopes for this because it was from uh, a director who I really like Jose Padilla who directed this film um, or two films actually but I only saw the second one Elite Squad a Brazilian action film and um, it's brilliant there's sequences in it 
uh, about it's set in prisons like these shootouts and Robocop for the most part is really dry and boring and kind of sterile and that but there's one bit a night vision kind of sequence which is really it's about the only time that the film really gets going it lasts for about two minutes and it's a phenomenal action uh, sequence but uh, then it ends and you realise Robocop hasn't got anything else going for him uh, had a great cast did Gary Oldman Michael Keaton Samuel L. Jackson Samuel L. Jackson like there must have been something in it where people were reading that script or bribes um, yeah Abby Cornish as well who I like from Sucker Punch another film who ah. which uh, no one else liked but and uh, yeah good film but a bit of a disappointment uh, do you remember Jay from uh, This Is The End Jay Baruchel you know him oh yes um, he's in it as uh, as as a geek as well but I couldn't help laughing at all that running joke throughout This Is a, this is the end how he never gets the good parts um, but this is quite a big part for him brilliant um, anyway so, so yeah February was a pretty impressive month it'll be tough for March to top it right that's the end of part two boom so then we're quickly into the month of March there's a lot of stuff when you look through the release schedule of stuff that played in JDF so there's a bit of that um, catch up kind of feel to the month and but there's not a whole lot of brand new exciting um, releases yeah so um, my pick for the month um, as well I'm going to cheat and do two so obviously everybody should go see Under the Skin it comes out on the 14th of March um, I'm pretty sure it'll probably be certainly it's the best one I've seen this year so uh, another one which um, we're going to go get to see on Monday thankfully with a screening is the new Terry Gilliam film it also played at JDF, Um and it's called the Zero Theorem and uh, it stars Christoph Waltz Melanie Theory and David Thuellis so it's kind of gone Christoph long. Waltz with a shaved head yeah it looks kind of odd you kind of would be misgiven for thinking it was uh, Bruce Willis from some of the publicity shots but it kind of follows along with his Brazil and 12 Monkeys it's kind of the third installment of that kind of dystopian messed up world and yeah. saw a full trailer for it I think during Jedif and it does look bonkers so I yeah. think it'll be good could be a head wreck well Mick actually saw it at Jedif our guest contributor he does the Netflix stuff for us and yeah. the odd review he Am- hated it amawaster.com yeah, yeah he said hated it but had the kind of caveat that it's a very Terry Gilliam film so maybe I don't know I put Terry Gilliam and Oliver Stone I want to put them on that boat where it's like please stop ruining your Legacy. The last Oliver Stone film was good, Savages or whatever. It was Savages called. was, yeah, a that surprise. was good. Yeah, true enough. Um, anyway, so, what's your pick of the month? My pick is Starred Up, which is uh, a, pri- a British prison drama directed by David McKenzie, which um, I think looks great. I like anything that goes on in jails. I don't like anything that goes on in jails. That makes it sound like I like all those. All the rape and stuff. I'm not, I don't mean that. Getting shaved. I like a drama. With a shank. Um, yeah, so it stars Jack O'Connell. Um, who is also in 300 which comes out next week um, a little thing which um, again um, is embargoed so we're not allowed to really discuss it okay um, I signed a piece of paper oh said, what yeah um, but uh, yeah Startup also has Ben Mendelsohn the Australian actor oh who, brilliant um, people kind of like he was in Killing Them Softly mm, and Animal very good. Kingdom and a few things like that fantastic Dra- uh, Place Beyond the Pines Place Beyond the Pines yeah and then Rupert Friend who uh, is in Homeland anyway I think the film looks brilliant it's gotten fantastic uh, reviews and on the poster it says an instant classic the first truly great film of 2014 <laughs> I think the Lego movie <laughs> and her were the first truly great films of 2014 
but I'm not going to kind of stir it up. We've talked about poster quotes before. Yeah. Um, We've yet to get on a poster. If someone could put us on a poster, that'd be great. That'd be really good. You have to aim, you have to kind of pick your battles. You have to pick kind of a nice little internet. Like, we just have to give everything five stars. Yeah. And typically, and be like maybe a small Irish A tour film. de force. Yeah, a tour de force. <laughs> makes a, a, an instant hero is born. Yeah. See it. Um, so that's it uh, anyway so that's more or less everything we have for the month I think so um, we're going to wrap up this uh, podcast with a clip from a film that I think no one ever talks about which I think is a modern masterpiece put that on the poster um, so this is Gravity is likely to have a big night on Sunday whatever you think of the film it's very good technically but I think it holds no depth at all um, he said today as well I read in the BBC that he doesn't see it as a sci-fi film do you see Afonso that Alfonso Cuaron yeah that's it's only no it's well it's not science fiction he really. says it's not a science fiction it's a story about a woman surviving in space and I was yeah. like god uh, anyway yeah it's like the shite that goes on oh Jaws isn't a film about a shark you know it's a film about human survival god go on sorry um, yeah and so this is Danny Boyle's Sunshine from 2007 here is a clip from it this is a film that manages to really talk about human society and what it would do when faced with kind of adversity of the world Brilliant. sort of ending like the bigger disaster thing rather than oh Sandra Bullock's gonna die we're meant to care about one life uh-huh. I, I don't know I don't think I bought into it because maybe I didn't really like her as much but mm. this is a really underrated film here's a clip from it and we will say goodbye we'll see you next month yep. bye bye and enjoy the to, Oscars enjoy the Oscars and thanks to producer Colin as always bye <laughs>